Welcome to another episode of the Rachel Unpack Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Medina, serial entrepreneur based in sunny Southern California, here to help women just like you unpack their inner CEO. Whether you're a mommypreneur, Christianpreneur, or a working woman wanting to tap into the new and exciting she economy and all that it has to offer wealth-minded business building women like you, you are in the right place. Every episode is dedicated to mindset, wealth, and the faith factor needed to build a successful business specifically from home. If you're new to my content and you want to tap into resources, workbooks, courses, masterminds, a community of like-minded women that can support you on your entrepreneurial journey, head on over to my website, rachelmedina.com and click any button you see that says she EO, and it'll take you right on over there. In the meantime, if you're not doing so already, please follow me on social media at rachelmedina101. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rachel Unpack Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Medina. Let me tell you something about this guest that I am about to introduce. You have no idea. I was just sharing with her a second ago that she has been on our corporate vision board for the last two plus years. Ladies and gentlemen, well, not ladies and gentlemen, ladies and ladies, Amy Porterfield. Well, hello there, friend. I am honored to be on that vision board, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Oh my gosh. Listen, I watched your interviews with Ed Milet and all the different people and speaking really quick about having you on the vision boards. One of the thing was, is that um, I myself was a career woman, entrepreneur, all that fun stuff. And I needed inspiration when it came to going all in on helping women unpack their inner CEO, sharing everything that I've ever learned about being a businesswoman, working in the men's world, so to speak, the good old boys club and breaking through to say, Hey ladies, I'm going to share some secrets that I learned on that side of the fence. Um, I had a lot of things holding me back to do it. I was like, who am I? Why would anybody care? But you, I kept seeing you pop up your content. Um, and I would watch you and I would think to myself, does she have a studio? Is this in her house? What equipment is she wearing? You seem like, what, like, how did she get the curse to do this? So I have been watching as a fan, but also you have inspired everything that you're seeing here happening today. Oh my um, gosh. Well then that's amazing because you are killing it, my friend. So it's really fun to, to chat with you and learn more about your business. I love that. I was even a little part of it in the beginning. Yeah you were so no pressure but tell us a little bit about yourself so anybody in the community that's listening in the Rachel Unpacked podcast or watching inside of the CEO community tell the ladies a little bit about who is Amy Porterfield today and then we'll get into who you were yesterday okay so I always say I'm an ex-corporate girl turned accidental entrepreneur and for the last 14 years I've been building my own business where I help people start businesses online Now, I'm primarily known for helping people take their knowledge, know-how, and skill set and turning that into a profitable digital course that they can sell over and over again and scale their business. And I also help people grow email lists so that they have audiences to sell to. But recently, I have created or written a book called Two Weeks Notice, Find the Courage to Quit Your Job, Make More Money, Work Where You Want, and Change the World. And I wrote that book because I wanted to make sure that I could help women especially know that there's this whole other world out there waiting for them, the world that you and I get to work in every single day, where we bust through glass ceilings. We are as creative as we want to be. We are calling the shots, and I want more women to do that. And so I've expanded the business, so I'm helping women even get into this world in the first place. Oh, amazing. Hey, 
target audience reach. <laughs> um, so we often talk about, um, you know, women who are on their entrepreneurial journey. And by the way, we're meeting them where they are. And many of them are at the point of knowing deep down inside that they want to do something more than, than their corporate you know, situation, maybe they're even a barista at Starbucks, right? But they know that they have a dream that is bigger than whatever they're doing at the moment, but they don't have the confidence, the courage. They don't have the environment. Oftentimes they look around and their girlfriends aren't doing that, right? Maybe their aunts yeah. and their mom didn't do that. And so they are filled with this knowing and they're on sort of the precipice of like, do I make my dreams come true? Do I not? Um, can you tell us a little bit about your journey of like breaking through corporate and having the courage to what I call building the airplane on the way down? Yes, I love that. I love that. Okay, so when I was at my very last corporate job, I always thought I'd have a nine to five job. I was actually really good at having a boss and getting the awards and the accolades and climbing the corporate ladder. I thought that's where I'd always be. So my very last job was with Tony Robbins. He's a, a a motivational speaker, peak performance coach. And I was the director of content. So I got to travel the world, work on the stages that are the content for the stages he was on. It was amazing. However, he had this meeting where he brought in a bunch of online business owners and he was doing like a focus group. And so I was brought in to take notes. I was at a side table. I wasn't invited to the main table. They were all men around this big oak table and they were talking about the businesses they had created from scratch. And they were in all different industries, but all I heard was freedom. They were working when they wanted, where they wanted, how they wanted. They were making as much money as they wanted. They were making an impact in this world. And I thought, I want to do that. I have no idea how they're doing it, but I want to call the shots. I want more freedom. I want to work when I want, where I want, how I want. I don't want to be on someone else's time or someone else's dime. And so in that moment, I realized I want something different than I've ever wanted before. And I want to pause there. And anybody that's listening, whether you have a good job that you just don't want to be in anymore, like me, I had a good job, but I wanted freedom. Or you have a job that you know you're underpaid and you're uh, undervalued and you're likely ignored most of the time. If that's happening to you, know that it's never too late or never too early to become the person you want to be and do the things you want to do. At any time, you can make a pivot. And so I decided my pivot was going to happen. I was in my 30s. I was ready for it. It took a year from that date to actually transition into my own business. I had some work I needed to do and I was freaked out. But a year later is when I finally went out on my own. So let me ask you this. Um when you made that decision to, to leap, because I know from really young in my career, I come from the magazine industry. So I always say I was Deborah Wells, Deborah, Deborah Wells wears Prada, but without the devil part, because I feel like <laughs> it's a lot nicer than that. <laughs> but it was high pressure, right? And, and all of those things. And I can tell you, even like you said, you had a great job. You had a Tony Robbins. Hello. I can only imagine the people in your circle saying, are you, are you crazy? Yes. Like, you're yes. going to walk away from this for me at 40. I did it. And people are like, what are you, what are you doing? You're the publisher of these five mm -hmm. magazines for this media group. Like, what are you doing? And for me, it was as simple as I just didn't want to get on the freeway and commute. I'm in Southern California. There's a freeway called the 91. Oh gosh. I know it well. Okay. And I was like enough, like enough. So for you, tell us about that fear moment. Um, the voices, the things that you were hearing oh. from people and how you broke through that. So when I decided I wanted, oops, 
rookie move, my phone going off. When I decided that I wanted to go out on my own, the first thought I have was I have no skill set to create my own business. I, I well, what I do, I have nothing in my wheelhouse that would be a business. Now I know that is very untrue. I believe everybody has it in them to create a business. And, and really it's, what are you good at? What comes natural? What do people ask you about? What, where have you gotten results? Like those are the questions you want to ask. But at the time I didn't know what to ask myself. And I thought I have no skill set to go out on my own. And then that imposter syndrome started. Who are you to be doing this? What do you, who do you think you are? Like you are not cut out to be your own boss. I couldn't even use the word entrepreneur because that was way too fancy. That was not me, but I would say, I can't be a business owner. And then the third thing that happened is I thought if I start putting myself out there, maybe I start posting on Instagram or I start a blog or whatever, what will my coworkers think of me? What will people say about me? What if I crash and burn? What are they going to think about me? I worried so much about what everyone else thought about my future, but it was deep ingrained in me. You know, and that is something that everybody battles. We usually even end these interviews asking about imposter syndrome. I make sure in every single interview I ever do to talk about the imposter syndrome. I continue to um, face that within myself. There's body image issues. There's a lot of things. You see a lot of women on social media and they look perfect and they look, I can name them and I'm like, oh my God, they look so amazing. And then I could have hair and makeup done, but you know, I'm plus size and I look and go, Oh, is anybody going to care? Should This is not a good, good angle. And there just comes so many of our own voices that stop us from moving forward. And then there's the external voices, right? <sighs> so can we get into a little bit of that, like the body image thing and stuff yes. like that for the women listening? Please. Okay. So I have struggled with my weight since I've been very young. I've been heavier on camera. If you look at pictures of me, I've been heavier. Um, and I, I go through seasons. And so I always thought no one's going to buy from me. If I look overweight on camera, like I had this thought in my head, they won't want to work with me. If I'm overweight, they're going to think I'm weak or not smarter. It was wild. What my brain went through. The only thing that got me through that was Oprah. Everyone wants to work with Oprah. Oprah's killing it. And she struggled with her weight visually. I mean, um, publicly on camera. And so she was like my anchor, like, no, if Oprah can do it, so can I. But I always thought I had a disadvantage because of the fact that I wasn't super skinny and I I really struggled with it. It was a reason why I don't get on camera sometimes. It's why I um, feel like I'm less than, I'm not as good as other people. And it's such BS. It really, really bothers me that I let that hold me back. You know, I, I agree with you. Um, and I don't want to say too much in this area, but if, you, if you're a woman and you're listening to this and you feel like you haven't started because you're not quote unquote ready yet, there is a famous saying, I can't ever remember who said it, but they said, if you wait until you're ready, it's too late. Was that Tony Robbins? And I don't know, but that is a good quote. If you wait until you're ready, it's too late. It's too yes. late. And so at the end of the day, I know for me personally, I went ahead and I leaned forward on this whole like personal brand thing and stuff because I had always in my entire career put everyone else first, put everyone else forward. And then it was like, Rachel, you should be doing this. Rachel, you should be on stage. Rachel. And then I'm like, what, why, what? And then it was like Instagram, like, okay, I'll post. And like you said about the family and the friends and coworkers, I started showing up differently. Yeah. And then I would get DMs going, why are you posting like you're famous? And then I'm like, oh, 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 uh, oh. oh okay. I, no, I don't, you don't. So then here comes the like 
self-doubt yep. and, the, and the ick, right? And now I'm just so annoying that I'm like, you could just unsubscribe. <laughs> Good. Good for you. <laughs> Uh, listen, I know you don't need to hear this from me, but I just, as someone who's never met you before, I got on camera and my first thought was, damn, she's gorgeous. Aww. And it doesn't matter what I think, if I think you're gorgeous or not, but isn't it so sad that sometimes we just don't see that in ourselves where other people are having these totally different thoughts than we might think they are. We just have to remember that. But no matter what weight you are, no matter how you sound, the sound of your voice stops some of my students, like they don't like how they sound or how they look. None of that matters. All that matters is to me, your content, your message, what you're putting out there and how you serve. And we, we need to start focusing on that more. So can we get into, um, and maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse here. Can we get into money a little bit? Because yeah. listen, I had a thing where, so I was a six figure earner in my career and I thought that was wonderful. I was like, yeah. this is amazing. I make six figures. People talk about hundred thousand dollars, $150,000. When I built, I built a different business. It was in home improvement at, before COVID. COVID took it down. Okay. So I pivoted. Um, but before that, so from 2015 up until 2020, I saw regularly six figure months. I had never seen that in my life. I remember looking at it and saying, I, I can't look. Deneen, who's our CEO, she's like, did you see? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Shh, we're not going to talk about it. And so I had this thing where I felt like I didn't have anyone to look around and ask for advice on, on that. How did you handle, if you're willing to talk about it, going from whatever you were making in the corporate world to like, now this is you and that money's pouring in. Yeah. What like did that feel like? And was Ooh. there fear attached to it? Absolutely. So I've got this story for you that really paints the picture. So I was about two years into my business and I did a launch and I made $30,000 and in like a week. Now it took me a long time to get there, but I launched for a week, made $30,000. I thought I should get naked and roll around in the dollar bills because I'm like, what is this? I never in my life. And I celebrated for one second. And then I thought it's going to be taken away from me or something bad is going to happen. It's like instantly. And here's the worst part about it. That night, my sweet boy, my son, he was playing, he was really little and he was playing in the kitchen and he fell and smacked his head on the tile and got a concussion and had to go to the emergency room. It was like a brain bleed. It was a big deal. And I told myself, see, something good happens. Something bad's going to happen because you don't deserve it. It literally, I felt I did not deserve it. Why? I don't know. Why wouldn't I deserve that? I worked really hard for it. I was always, and still today, unfortunately, sometimes it happens waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yes. Like this is too good. There's that book. Have you read that book? The big leap? No, I've heard of it though, but I have not read it. Okay. So it literally talks about the, um, hitting that upper limit and not allowing yourself to go there. Cause you feel like you do not deserve it. I have experienced that many times. Now, later in my career, I'm able to jump back out of it and, and really see the work I've done and that and the fact that we all deserve wonderful things. We all deserve greatness for being human. But for a long time, I could not go there. When I um, started seeing the money coming in, I did not allow, I did not give, give myself permission to spend it. Oh, and I reinvested it in my business because I was like, this is what a smart woman does. I was a single mom uh, over the age of 40 after divorce doing all of this. And I was like, oh did not when I tell you I didn't give myself permission to spend I didn't go buy a house I didn't go I was just reinvesting and then when COVID hit by the way just like you said it hit and then the and then the well like the what the faucet turned off and yeah. I went 
see, good thing I didn't spend yeah. it. Looking see, for I proof. This was going to happen. Now, I didn't know a whole global pandemic was going to happen. <laughs> you caused but, it all. This but is what I you knew did. it was temporary. And it was like when you're in a bad relationship and you don't want to really let your heart sort of flow in that relationship because you know something, you know, bad's going to happen. It was that way. And so now with this journey and it's, it's popping, as we say, and things are moving, and we're like, wow, this is amazing. I told everybody, Janine, my son, everybody, I give myself permission to enjoy this ride. That's powerful. And you need it for you. And also for those you serve, they need to see that. This reminds me of like this really cool story where there's this woman, have you ever heard of Brooke Castillo? She's at the life coach school. Okay. So I didn't know Brooke at this time, but she was building her coaching business and she had hit $300,000 in her coaching business, which is a lot of money. She was doing really good. And one day she tells this story so I can tell it. But one day she was listening to my podcast years and years ago before I knew her. And in the podcast, I happened to mention that I hit a million dollars in my business. It was the first year I ever hit it. And she was in the kitchen doing dishes. And she's like, wait a second, I can make a million dollars. Like I can do that. And so she set out to make a million dollars. Last year, she made $50 million in her coaching business with a really healthy profit margin. And I tell this story to say not to toot my own horn. She did that all on her own. But I told someone what was possible for me. And then they saw it was possible for them. Just like you saying, I'm going to spend this money. I earned it. I deserve it. You just gave permission to another woman listening. Like, wait a second, what am I doing? I need to enjoy this money. Why are we working so hard if we don't enjoy it? That is exactly it. Thank God for my mom who really got me to say, Hey, you should travel. Like you should stop. You should take a break. You should. And I did, I got to travel with my sons and I got to do all of this. And there's a whole story, by the way, I had lost my older son after that. And there's so many things that my listeners know about that. I always say, please live in the moment, enjoy it, go do the things because you don't, you're not guaranteed anything after this. And I'm so grateful for the immense amount of life experiences that I shared with my sons and the albums upon albums of photos, because I had someone in my ear saying, go, go do it. And had I stayed like restrictive and, you know, sort of in a toxic relationship with my own money, I wouldn't have had those moments. I would have been waiting for like the next big thing next time later, we'll do this. And um, so, you know, my listeners know that I'm always like, go, 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 enjoy the moment, uh, smell the flowers, take the flight, eat the cake, buy the shoes, you know, the whole meme, right? Um, So let's get into a few little tips about um, your book that you have in your book. And really being able to, to break up with the corporate and do the two weeks notice. Yes. Yes. So here's the thing. I wrote this book because 14 years ago, it's the book I wish I had. I, I went out on my own and had no idea what I was doing. And even making that transition from a nine to five into my own business, it was terrifying. So in the book, I put together a runway, how to leave your job. So you're prepared to start the business. The day you leave all the things you need to do while you're still in the nine to five job to get prepared for your new future. And then how, what to do to build your business, like the foundational pieces to build a business online, everything you need to know to do that. So I built it. I wrote the book because I wish I had it. You know what? Every single thing. And I love that because when we set out to build CEO and to really take um, the listeners of the Rachel impact podcast onto like a nurturing sequence in a sense, because they were asking for, we didn't actually think that it was more of like a turn my pain into purpose thing with the podcast that then turned into like, we want more, we want, do you have this? Or can you tell us how to do that? 
and I didn't know what to create. And I remember sitting there talking with Danina. We said, well, why don't we just make the things we wish we had when we launched the first business? And I was like, oh, so we did like an intentions workbook because we realized it starts with your mindset and it starts with the belief that you can and the understanding of what's possible and wrapping your head around that. So we built these little tools all the way down, by the way, to like a little, a little travel size password keeper that's already laid out social media accounts yes. like, like for business women, because oh. even something as simple as just get organized, just get your stuff organized. So I love that you're saying that because we're, you're speaking my language. I absolutely love you're speaking the language of the listeners and the watchers inside of the CEO platform. So love it. Love that. I got to mention just doing video and all I'm kind of mortified as the day gets darker. My light gets horrible. I need to tell everyone <laughs> I'm in a hotel in LA or in Southern California. We both are, and yes. we're losing the light. And so, so we my are light's losing it. I, we have, and I have so many lights on me that I can barely see you or myself. Yet, but it's so bad. I'm like slowly shriveling down here. Um, we will God willing be able to edit it and it'll hopefully oh, be fine. Look great. You know the audio is what matters and you get to watch it. They get to see, see that done. Cause this is what I say. Done is better than perfect ladies. That and is what's happening right now. Example. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> um, so in your book, um, I know that I, I watched your interview with Ed Milet. Love Ed. Uh, oh, Ed love Ed. Can you tell us a little bit of the journey of now? And this is kind of me selfishly wanting to know this. When you realize you were you, okay. So you make the money, you see the money coming into your account. You want to roll in it naked, but you don't. Okay. <laughs> now you're like, there's a fame element. Mm. And I know for me personally, there is a little bit of that pressure to show up and always asking myself, how do I show up? And, and, and so what was that like for you? So once I started to get some notoriety and thinking I, you know, oh my gosh, I better show up. I was really um, scared to be myself. So for a lot of years, I showed up a lot more buttoned up than I am now. Now, look, I came from corporate for like many, many years. I will always have my hair done. I will always do my makeup yeah. to be on video. That's who I am. I have a mother who won't go to the grocery store without being made up. So I was raised that way. Yeah. So, so that's who I am. So it's funny because once I started to put myself out there as a little bit more buttoned up than I am now. And, um, my audience would say like, we want you to be more casual. Like maybe one time I jumped on video with a messy hair, no makeup. And they're like, we want more of that. And I said, look, I know you want me to be more casual, but in my gut, that's not who I am. And I have to show up as myself. So I still do exactly what I want to show up because the thing is, I wasn't totally authentic in the beginning. I did try to have this persona buttoned up professional and like the, I had lots of blazers, although I love yeah, yours. Yeah. I wear like all blazers all the time. Listen, I have like a hundred in my closet. I still do, but like every video I was in a blazer. And, um, then I said, I'm going to be more of myself, but still be very much real that I'm not going to um, be the hot mess on camera just because that's what they want to see. That is not me. And so finding who you are, it does take a little time. Did you have that experience? Like, were you a hundred percent yourself right from the get go? 
You know what? In the beginning, again, like you said, the corporate thing, and I was trying to show up super perfect and the makeup and the lighting. And But you know what? I think it's a Southern California girl thing because you can go to Walmart and it's like fashion show central. We're, Thank we're, you. We're looking yes. good out here in Southern California. <laughs> so true. So true. So, uh, But then I would see these podcasters, amazing women, by the way, that are killing it in the game, but like in a hoodie and like no makeup and like, and the things and like, just, yeah, you know, and I'm sitting here going, well, I don't, I like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do that. So I, I think you're right. Whatever you're comfortable with doing, however you show up in the world normally, it's like, I always say, you know, the whole life is a stage, choose your character, study the role and just know your, just know your role and just go. And if that's who you are naturally, it's going to be the best thing. And I will say this, I do speeches on stage and, um, and I'm getting more into it now. And somebody once said to me, did you, how long did it take you to practice that? Did you memorize it? And I said, I can't do any of that. I just have to tell the truth. And the truth is what it is. The most I do is try to remember the order in which things happened. But if I have to sit there and be anything that I'm not, I, I can't do it. I think that's a huge, it, it's such a great lesson for all of us to remember. And those that are listening that want to get started, they haven't left their nine to five job. They want a personal brand like we have. All I can say is, do it your way right from the get-go. Don't make the mistakes that I made where I tried to be someone I wasn't and then I had to kind of figure out who I was on camera. Just be you from the get-go because that's all people really want. That's all they want. So we talk a lot about surrounding yourself with the right kind of people so that you have the right sort of synergy and yeah. energy and stuff like that. On this show, we talk about breakup with those people. You know who to break up with in your circles. You know what kind of content to unfollow in order to really get your mindset on track. Who were the key people in your life when you were sort of making this leap from, you know, the status quo to making your dreams come true. It's like the mentors that I followed online. Yeah. yeah or even okay. people, whether it was like a aunt or a neighbor, oh, I love that. or, or yeah. the content that you consumed online yeah. as well. So for me personally, uh, I have had a husband from day one that supported this journey. And I feel really blessed by that because I work with a lot of women who do not have spouses that support them wanting to be their own bosses. And they think what they're doing is a hobby and they should just stay as a hobby. So I feel very fortunate. I had a husband that thinks I could do amazing things before I thought I could. And so that helped me immensely. Like when I doubted myself, when I had my first launch and I made $267, when I thought I'd make like a hundred thousand, he was the one who picked me up, dried my tears, pushed me back out. I think we all need that person. It could be a spouse. It could be an aunt. It could be a best girlfriend, whatever it might be. Find your person because entrepreneurship can be so lonely and you want to make sure you surround yourself with those great people. Also, early on, I've always been in a mastermind. Now, I paid for it in the beginning and I didn't have the money, so I had to do the payment plan and all that. But there, you could do free masterminds. You could get your girlfriends together who are also starting businesses and just help each other. But being in community, that's why I love that you have your beautiful community. It is crucial. Yeah. It is crucial to find your people and be in community of people that are doing what you're doing. I love that you said, you know, those friends you shouldn't be friends with anymore <laughs> or not spend a lot of time with. They're yeah. going to take you down. So I started spending time with people that were building businesses. And Tony Robbins always says, spend time with people that are doing bigger things than you. So yeah. you will aspire to do that as well. That was huge for me. But there were definitely, there weren't a lot of women doing what we're doing now 14 years ago, very few women. So I learned from a lot of the boys and that was good. I, I, I had a lot of success right out of the gate. 
but I also did like bro marketing, which was like more aggressive, more competitive. That's all I knew from the beginning. And I regret that I had to really train myself to have a more feminine style. Cause that's yeah. what I respond to. And that's what my audience responds to. But I learned from a lot of the boys in the beginning, good and bad. Exactly. And likewise, you mentioned that you have a son. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for the mommypreneurs listening, the women who are now embarking on their entrepreneurial journey and they're trying to juggle the whole thing? I have a funny thing that I always say, ladies, don't forget to walk the dog, pet the husband, feed the kids, you know, Um, (laughs) what is your advice for the mompreneurs listening? So first of all, just know that it is harder when, when you're raising kids. Now, uh, Kate is my stepson, but he's been in my life since he was four. So I was with him when he was very, very little and I treat him as though he's my own. Um, but when I look at some of the moms in my, my world and they've got like three or four kids, lots of them at home, like toddlers, it is going to be harder for you. Not impossible, but give yourself some grace because your hours are going to be different. The time you spend is different. But also what I always did is I always wanted Cade, my son, to see his mom, uh, both of us, his mom and me are are both entrepreneurs. I love that he saw strong women doing really big things. It was important for me to have him see me crush it because I want, that's how I want him to see women. And so when you're doing it, when all the mompreneurs, you are an example to these kids, you are showing them what women can do. And that is such an important lesson. And so don't ever forget that. But the final thing I'll say is that your time is precious and you might only get 20% of your day working on your business and everything else goes to everyone else. Be very mindful of that 20%. In my book, I talk about exactly how to build a business step-by-step, follow the right steps, get intentional about what you work on because you only have a little bit of time to do really big things. Amen. Where can the women find you, Miss Amy Porterfield? Thank you so much for asking. So my book is called Two Weeks Notice, as you mentioned. You could buy it anywhere on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any indie bookstore. Go grab it and then go to twoweeksnoticebook.com. So twoweeksnoticebook.com. I've got bonuses for my book buyers to help you start building your business in an even bigger way beyond the book. And then I'm at Amy Porterfield on Instagram and I have a podcast called Online Marketing Made Easy. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show. It is such an honor. Like I mentioned at the top of the episode, let me tell you a dream unlocked. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much, friend. I'm so glad to meet you. Have a wonderful day, everybody. And thank you so much. Tune in next week. Cheers. If you're new to my content and you want to tap into resources, workbooks, courses, masterminds, a community of like-minded women that can support you on your entrepreneurial journey, head on over to my website, rachelmedina.com and click any button you see that says she and it'll take you right on over there. In the meantime, if you're not doing so already, please follow me on social media at Rachel Medina 101. Let's go.